I'm good. You don't appear as sweaty as you did last time. <laughs> I've had my shower. <laughs> shower power. Mm-hmm. You're in you know, your, I had... you're in your coolest uh, your coolest uh, plaid shirt. Uh, no, I think my I have a it's my second coolest in my opinion. That's an eBay purchase, right? Oh yeah, I'm wearing an eBay. What? Which one is cooler than that? I have one that's like kind of like pink and blue. Okay. I guess I'm just not as familiar with that one. Well, you should be. I feel like that one's sort of your go-to social outing top. Green? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I... Well, everyone's I, entitled I... to their own truths, right? <laughs> For me, it's the blue and pink. We live in a world of radical relativism, so... <laughs> For me, Simon, that's your favorite shirt. That is so true. <laughs> you know, my perception of myself, William, is just my perception of your perception of me. That's exactly right. And my perception of <laughs> you is really just my perception of your perception of my perception of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's important to always keep that in mind when we're talking about each other's perceptions. Yes, perceptions are a tricky thing. They certainly, certainly <laughs> are. Uh, should we welcome people back to another episode of... Uh... Sure, folks. You better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. Uh, I am your host, William, but with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, we got a W. <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets Nation. And Simon, as usual, we have a jam-packed show for our listeners and when I say that this week, it might be the first time that that has been true since the offseason began. Okay, okay. Uh, we really do have a staggering number of things to get to. We've got early season takeaways. I have invented a new corner for us to go to. Oh, great. Um, it's adjacent to the assistant coach's corner. It is Kitty Corner, Caddy Corner. Uh, I don't. I think Caddy is the Caddy. It's Caddy Corner from the, <laughs> from KD's corner. Uh, it's parallel with Stat Station. Okay. Um, but it is its own corner, which we will get to soon. I've got headline of the week. We've got some mailbag, and then Simon has come up with the one of the more fun segments based on the gutting of a three point five dollar trillion dollar <laughs> spending bill. Uh, that somehow relates to the Nets. I think that that any of our listeners probably will have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun, funny, and informative. Right, absolutely. Uh, but do keep in mind that it's largely perception-based. Yes, that's right. It's our perception of the details of a bill that's being negotiated in private. <laughs> Perceptually. Yes, um, before any of that, though, Simon, I think it's paramount to do what the Titanic was unable to do, and that is to <laughs> shatter some ice here, okay? Okay. And okay. there's no better way to shatter ice with 
with uh, my oldest friend in the books than some rapid fire cues. Yes, I continue to not to think that you don't know what an icebreaker is. <laughs> but continue with your quote unquote icebreaker. My perception. Uh, <laughs> all right, first of the the many icebreakers that I've got for you today, Simon. Do you prefer non or sopapillas? Um, sopapillas. And would you like to explain what a sopapilla is for perhaps uh, if we have a non-New Mexican listener? Sure. It is kind of like fried flour, is it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, and, and it's in kind of like a puff pastry type shape that um, it's like oily and you can either you can stuff it with with, with your savories with savories exactly your meat your beans um or you can and smother it in chili right you can smother it with chili absolutely or you can fill it with um uh, honey um and and put honey on on top as well for a sweet well you so, don't you never really fill it with honey well i put it yeah i tear it in well not like to the brim that's right. a lot of honey <laughs> it'd be but too like, much honey yeah that's, even yeah. for a honey guy such but as you, yourself. No, that would yes, you would need to go to the hospital. But but if you you tear it open a bit and then you 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 squirt honey into the inside, I, I do that. So you're a sopapilla guy over a non guy. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to my next related question: Who's your favorite James Bond? <laughs> um, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, interesting. Yes. Um, he, he did it first. He did it best. He did it first. He did it best. He's the Rodan of so, Bond. So I don't think. Look, I I'm not a Bond aficionado, but I I, I want to be clear that I have never enjoyed a Pierce Brosnan Bond. But to me, when I think of what a Bond, right, you're thinking Golden Eye, the game cover, and it has yeah, Pierce on it. Exactly, and it's he's like a just a very debonair, stylish uh, Englishman. I guess he is. Irish, maybe, but he, uh, you know, of a, a British debonair um, guy. smooth guy. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good enough. Will Cam Thomas <laughs> ever get any run on this team, Simon? Yes, I think that he will. I think that he's one guard injury away from being plugged into that lineup. Um, because with Kyrie down, um, you know, it's Patty Mills, Javon Carter, and then what else? Like right. Cam and, you know, that that's kind of it. Okay. Interesting that you say it, because my next question is, what is your favorite form of pot edible? Interesting that I say it. <laughs> I'm just trying to go with absurdist, uh, actual, <laughs> non-connective things. I'm, and I'm sorry, I was so distracted. What What is your question? <laughs> Say again. What is your favorite form of pot edible? Or, to make it relate to it, what is your for- favorite form of pot edible? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite pot edible is a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> they yeah, did it. Oh. They did it first. They did it best. 
all right. Who is your favorite? There's only two more of these. Who is your favorite mainstream media news person? So this cannot obviously <laughs> include Amy Goodman. It's got to be, a bit, you know, a, on one of the major networks. It's got to be your Wolf Blitzer types. Right. Do you accept the streaming service Peacock? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Okay. If you can't get it with your bunny ears, then okay. I don't want to hear about it. You, and you're, you, but you're a, you cord cutting millennial piece of shit. <laughs> I want to be clear. I do not watch Peacock, but <laughs> I was going to say Mehdi Hassan, who has a Peacock right, show. Right, right, right. Um, I, I too like Mehdi Hassan, which is why he is ruled out of this. <laughs> um, <sighs> I will say. There's got to be somebody. I mean, there's probably somebody who I'm just not familiar with. Geraldo? <laughs> it's not Geraldo. <laughs> I'm certain it's not Geraldo. Yeah, maybe I'll say Chris Wallace. Chris <laughs> no, Wallace. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, people. Don't don't shoe uh, horseshoe politics me here. Um, I don't know. Chris Hayes, I guess. Chris Hayes, sure. Fine. Okay. Um Final question. Do you, sorry, do we, Simon, owe LaMarcus Aldridge an apology? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, William, because I do think there's a very, very, very real chance that we were right. And and if we had recorded this podcast after game one, we would have been asking if we needed a blood sacrifice of, of, <laughs> of LaMarcus Aldridge. But I, I will say that I struggle to think of a time even one game when either Quincy AC certainly or DeAndre Jordan played as well as LaMarcus did yesterday. Yeah, he was he was really excellent offensively. He brought a little bit of of uh, actual strength and and bigness to the paint against a very physical Drummond and a very physical Embiid. Although Embiid was somewhat hobbled with an injury. Um but anyway, he was he had a great game, Simon, which which of course we needed because if we had gone down 0-2, I cannot even imagine how bleak your view of this season would be. <laughs> <laughs> you already you're already texting wondering if I think that the Heat are going to beat us by 60 plus points right now. So. <laughs> I mean, I think the Ingo case for that is is an open and shut one but <laughs> the bucks were playing without several of their players that game by the way oh i didn't i didn't yeah, know that. they were i think drew was out i think um uh brooke lopez was out yeah drew was out for almost all of the game they beat the pants off of us too uh that was not our game buddy <laughs> so we got to talk some takeaways from these first two games simon uh, why don't I throw one out to get things started here? Right. James Harden, still not 100%. Yes, totally true. Um, and I think to some of what we talked about last week with you saying, with me worrying about the rule changes affecting him and you saying he needs, he's, you know, he, he should be able to figure out eventually how to exploit whatever, you know, the current rules can can be exploited uh he's not there yet because because even in the second game 
where he I think he was better, right? Yeah, much better. Um but he, still, still not still not great. He had some really 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 bad turnovers. Yeah, where he's kind of like it seems like he's some of those turnovers were like he was like barreling into the paint clearly with no intention of like shooting but just like expecting a foul call and like either he didn't get a foul call and put up a terrible shot or like was just the ball was taken from him. So he he's still yes, I I Continue to be concerned and and continue to place faith in you, William, that uh, that you're right that he just needs time to to figure it out. But that to me, were the health and like just lack of like he shot like six free throws over the course of two games or something. Yeah, no, it's not good. But I think I think a large part of that too is is the conditioning thing. Mm. He's still playing himself back into into game shape, so he's a little slower. He's you can tell he's a little hesitant to drive, though he still okay. does occasionally. Yeah. Um, but I think as he as he uh, as the conditioning gets a little bit better, he will look a little bit better. And I wish that I wish we had some of the numbers of early last season when he came in totally out of shape. Yeah. Um, his Houston games and wasn't really trying to see see if there's some similarities there. But something quite right with him right now that's obvious to to anyone who's who's watching uh which relates simon to you sending a tweet we'll do more more takeaways from these games but you sent a tweet so we're (laughs) going to do a little subsection here simon sends a tweet what's the tweet about um the tweet is um james harden the aforementioned james harden just basically saying sorry i don't have it pulled up here but uh but basically saying, look, don't worry that I didn't sign my extension. I'm very happy here. You know, this is not an indication that I don't want to be here. Um, you know, he says, I quote, I love it here. Um, so just trying to like calm any sort of waters, uh, try to tamp down any um, speculation that he's not happy, uh, which to me, I think, of course he can change his mind and James Harden has changed his mind, you know, quick, you know, wanted to play with Chris Paul, then hates Chris Paul, wanted to play with uh, Russell Westbrook, then decided he wanted instead to be <laughs> traded. Um, so like, it certainly doesn't mean that like all the way into next year when it's time to sign that extension or become a free agent that he will sign the extension. But to me, I at least take comfort William in, I think, take him at his word that like this Kyrie drama has yeah. not shaken him from wanting to, to be here, which I think is important. No, but it also is early there. Everyone is still expecting them to dominate. Uh, if things take a turn, if they, they're out earlier than expected in the playoffs again, um, you know, all of this could change really, really quickly. So I basically, I won't take any comfort uh, in any of these statements until there's ink on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So back to the first couple games, I've got a few more takeaways, Simon. And, and obviously if you've got any, you know, chime in. Okay. Uh, Nikki Claxton got two starts, but I'd say disappointed in each. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now in his defense, uh, he's not going to be facing, Giannis and Embiid 
every night as the opposing <laughs> big men. Okay, those are those are a rough two draws for the young, young and apparently still quite out of shape for the season. Nick Claxton. Yeah, um, that's not really where he shines. You know, he wasn't necessarily tasked with guarding either one explicitly. Um, at least he definitely wasn't with Embiid, more so with with Giannis. But uh, he he usually played their their wing. He usually guards their wing. Their three or their sometimes their four. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about Clax after a couple starts? Well, look, it, it it's early, but I here's what it's it's early. I, I think we should give him more chances. I think it's good that Nash is giving him playing time right now. Um, and I, you know, I, I agree with you that I think there are some other teams that he'll, he'll look much better against, but I will say there was one play in the Bucks game that I think epitomizes my current frustrations with him, which was he got blocked. He, he went up for a shot and he got blocked. And then the Bucks, who are a devastating, uh, fast break team went on a fast break and, he loafed his way yes. down the court and left open a wide, wide as a result, wide open like Pat Connaughton or something, who was just like you just see barely, just as Pat Connaughton is like releasing his shot, you see Nick Claxton barely come into frame. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, you're, it's your third year in the NBA. You're 23. You're not an old man. You have no guaranteed money after this season you are playing against the defending champions and you're starting like that should be that should be enough motivation yeah we need we need some definitely we need some more motor out of him yeah that that, uh is definitely a concern i'll i'll counter with one extreme positive okay uh so there's just a lot uh, and i continue to think you know defensively he's he's shown that he can be uh quite impactful already just in his versatility but offensively right now he's basically just a role guy with James Harden which is good but there is a play in the Sixers game Simon mm-hmm. where Drummond had to come out and he got the ball Claxon got the ball at the top of the the key and he recognized that everyone every other net was around the three point line so Claxton put the ball on the court something we've never seen a net center do <laughs> dribbled because he can he has actual handles and recognize that he's much faster than Andre Drummond and just drove on Drummond and drove it to the hoop and got a layup. Yeah. So he's a great. guy who can put it on the court and that's something obviously they're not going to ask him to do a lot because he doesn't need to be a ball handler with this team, but there are just little glimpses of like the what some of the tools this guy has that a lot of centers don't have and this yeah. will never have like you're never going to see Jared Allen decide he's going to take Drummond off the dribble right take anyone off the dribble Drummond or anyone else right. uh, but that is something that Cla- Claxton recognizes recognized and it, and you know probably has the go ahead to try every now and again um, and so those are the little flashes where you're like, I want to, I want, I just want to keep going with this guy. I want him to get more experience, more run, get in better shape. And yeah, the motor stuff is frustrating. Sometimes, you know, the, the rebounding stuff is a little bit frustrating at times. Um, but I think that there's so much upside. We just got to stick it out. Sure. Uh, I mean, our other options are not great. It's not like there's like a great center that. No, no. I mean, it's LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, <laughs> 
Simon, do you think Patty Mills is going to miss a three pointer this season? <laughs> no. Do you think? Uh, do you think every droplet of ink that was spilled? Yeah. Uh, bigging up Patty Mills in the offseason was 100% accurate at this point. I I do, William. I, I do. And look, I'll, I'll try to temper it. I'll say I, I know, you know, the in the preseason, right, like he was not shooting well. I'm sure I have plenty of games where he does not shoot well. So, like, no, I'm not expecting him to go 100% from the from three um, or, you know, have like consistently great games like he's been having or average like 15 points which i think is what he's averaging after the last two games but i just like what i do like and what i think will is repeatable is like how good he is at understanding where like the defense isn't like he just instantly like a magnet is attracted to open space like um and like if nets players find him like he's he's like very frequently wide open in in a situations where you might not think he would be like off of a rebound or something like he just knows he's constantly moving and and looking at looking for for spaces where he can go um and get an open shot so i i don't know i just think that's like it's like a good smart way to sort of increase the chances that you'll be like a good shooter he's he's been fantastic offensively yeah. and defensively he's been a pest got yeah, some good yeah. steals yeah he's he's good i mean Patty Mills, thumbs up all the way around. The inverse of Patty Mills, <laughs> Bruce Brown. Yeah, where is that guy? Why is he not getting any run? I I don't know. Did you see the quote from Steve Nash? No. So Steve Nash gave a quote that basically asked exactly what you're asking, William, which is what Net, Net, Nets Nation wants to know. Where the hell is this integral part of the 2020-2021 Nets? Uh, and he basically said, look, we know what we're getting from Bruce. We know if we need, like, toughness, tenacity, energy, said some positive adjectives. You know, we know we can go to Bruce, and we're just trying to figure out what what we have. Like, figure out, you know, the the what we can get from players that we didn't have last year. Now that is a great net speak. That is a great like PR spin because it's plausible, right? Oh, yeah. okay, fine. You're just trying to figure it out, but you know, Bruce is there and you're, you know, he's going to be a part of the team, but um, you know what you're getting from Kevin Durant. He's one of the best players in the NBA. You know what you're getting from James Harden, Joe Harris. You could say that about plenty of other players who are getting, 30 plus minutes a game um you could be like oh i you know i know kevin durant's going to be at an mvp level so why play him in the early game i want to know you know what we get from javon carter you know like yeah i mean i think i think the can i tell you what i think the problem is yeah hit me um we have a lot of bigs this year and yeah. as we talked about bruce brown sort of invented a position which was an extremely small center yeah. Uh, and we don't need, uh, we have plenty of centers now, right? <laughs> and so we're just playing bigs in place of a small guy who has to play a big because he can't do any of the things a guard can do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is unfortunate. But, like, unless he can figure out how to shoot and play one of these guard positions, I don't really see, unless LaMarcus, LaMarcus Millsap, Claxton, J. 
James Jones all uh, disappear. I don't really see a role for Bruce Brown. Ouch. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think another thing is like without Kyrie as a shooter, like I know we almost never had all three of them, but but James Harden for all of his talent is not the shooter that Kyrie is. So he's not like sucking in the the defense sucking out the defense the way that 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 Kyrie was. So in those ga- like there were a lot of games. I think the most common duo we had last year that that played games was James Harden and, and Kyrie Irving. Um and I think yeah, in that context uh Bruce Brown is able to to really work it. But I would like to see I would like to see them try it like um because yeah, I'm not totally sold on you know your your LaMarcus Aldridge or whatever being being the answer or or Javon Carter even. You know, much as I said he was going to be the most improved player, like maybe that guy is not, you know. Uh, yeah. The one. Yeah, no, I could see I could see cuz I feel like Javon and and Bruce are very similar players. The problem is that Javon is is objectively a better shooter. Yeah, but not good not good at uh like rebounding. Two-point shooting. Yeah, or or rebounding. Yeah. Um, so any other takeaways from these games where, you know, KD is, uh, without KD, this team is really nothing at the moment. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a cheat code out there. It's just effortless, the points and numbers he's putting up, but yeah, are you, are you still, you, you reburning the ashes of the Joe Harris Jersey that you've already torched? What's, what's, what are any other takeaways? Yeah, Joe. I mean, I was I was a little concerned by Joe Harris uh, missing in the clutch last night because it brought back memories. Um, much 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 like the entire Bucks series brought back memories of like them getting twenty more shots than we did, them massively out rebounding us, them massively out physicaling us. Even though we have like ten new players, including some players that like you'd think would be more physical um it 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 was um that was irksome and yeah the joe harris missing shots in the clutch was also like oh god here we go oh yeah not good the guy still might be in his head yeah um all right well i'm glad we snuck that out we i don't think we had a lead in that game until the final minute Definitely no, not until the final exactly. two minutes of the game. Exactly, it was ugly. But uh, Philly is certainly the best team in the league for shitting the bed in the fourth quarter. They <laughs> their offense completely falls apart. Danny Green airballed two clutch three pointers right towards the end. They just have no offense if Embiid's not not hitting. Um, and this was a problem with Ben Simmons. It appears now to be a problem without Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's something endemic to that team. So it's also like yeah, so right, so and they don't have Ben Simmons to blame it on. Right, like he absorbs so much of the blame. Well, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, am I fiddling? Is that yeah, fiddling that was the that was the microphone that you were just caressing. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, so we lost your your the last part of that, but I think we get the point. It's not all Ben Simmons's fault. Yeah, right. I mean that that team could could be approaching like 
just having a choke mentality. <laughs> yeah, big time. All right, Simon, you ready to come with me to a new corner? Yeah, absolutely. It's called Consumerism Corner. <laughs> oh, quite right, sir. Oh, can I buy that? <laughs> Great. Now that that is a drop. <laughs> uh, can I buy that? All right, so we're heading over to Consumerism Corner. It's a three-part affair today. Oh, my. Yeah, we've got a lot. First one, Simon, Brooklyn Nets James Johnson rents a $16,500 a month Tribeca pad. Oh, yes. How mu- How many beds and baths? You're a, head- you're a real estate nut. I am you're a real estate nut. You're an HGTV addict. Correct. Uh. How many beds, how many baths, how many square feet do you think 16500 a month will get you in Tribeca? In Tribeca. I'm going to say four bed, three bath. Um, 6,000 square feet. 6,000 square feet. 5,000 square feet. All right. It's a three bed, three bath, 1,900 square foot. 19? That's really not that much. (laughs) No, it's definitely not for $16,500 a month. So this got me thinking, like, how much has James Johnson earned in his career? Uh Uh-huh. Well, he's played for 13 years, I discovered through my, my research here. Would you like to guess how much he's earned in contracts in the NBA in his 13 year career? 30 million 79 million wow yeah okay he's had some big contracts so you know he can he can afford a sixteen thousand five hundred dollar a month place but for sure you'd want it to you'd want it to break two thousand square feet my yeah i would even in tribeca that that but i'm sure it's a luxury condo you're getting a lot of other yeah uh, it has like a little zen room in it okay uh, where he's got like some stones and a, a Buddha statue and other stuff. Uh, all right, next, next uh, facet of consumerism corner, Simon. Uh huh. Andy Warhol's twenty million oh, yeah. plus portrait of Jean Michel Basquiat is to go on view at Nets club at at Nets games. The first two Nets games, it will be. In the new VIP venue inside the arena called the Crown Club. Yes. We've talked about the Crown Club before, um, but it is a new 7,700 square foot club that is apparently steps from the court. So it'll be fun to spot where that is. It will be. Um, The press release describes it as reimagined as a grand residence complete with a living room, dining room, an intimate salon and fully stocked pantry. Oh my. It's dark paneled a fully wall, stocked pantry? A fully stocked pantry where where if you're rich enough to buy tickets that give you access to it, you can just go to the pantry and get food. Okay. Uh it also it's got dark paneled walls, layers of rich fabrics and parquet floors set the stage for a pregame cocktail, a decadent dinner or Simon, and you'll like this, a night of intrigue. A night of intrigue? What's going to happen today? So which well, would you game, which so. would you react exactly? <laughs> Probably a not very interesting one. They're playing the Hornets. <laughs> um, which would you rather have? 
Andy Warhol's portrait of Basquiat uh-huh. or season pass to the Crown Club and its pantry. Season pass. Season pass. I don't, What's your I don't take care on about Warhol? It. What's your take on Warhol? On Warhol? Yeah. Um, don't get it. Okay. Don't You're not, get it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a soup can guy? I, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I don't, you know, it's, 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 it's not my shtick. All right, final facet of consumerism corner, Simon. Okay. Joe Sy's Brave New World of Fandom. Oh, no. Did yeah, you... this is, this is even darker than consumerism. Oh, this gets, yeah. this gets really dark. So, uh, uh, Hillary's doing her audition for Stomp there in the background. Again. Um, so... The great thing about Josiah's comments on fandom, Simon, is that they were given at the Milken Institute's global conference. Now, do you know who Milken is? Is it wasn't he? Didn't he go to jail? <laughs> yes, it's so named for, for Mike Milken, Simon. <laughs> the first line of his Wikipedia article describes him as an American financier, philanthropist, and presidentially pardoned felon. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he was like one of the biggest reasons for the '80s stock crisis. Yes, he right? was. He was the king of junk bonds, Simon. Right, right. Which fueled the LBO fad of the of the '80s, leverage buyouts of that time. Um, yeah, his conviction and sentence following a guilty plea on felony charges for violating U.S. security laws. He was pardoned by um, Donald J. Trump, of course. But now, as um, most criminals in this country, rich criminals in this country, uh, he is more known as a philanthropist. And, a, and I'm sure like a, a thinker, <laughs> right. a thought leader. Right, a thought leader and a philanthropist, Simon. <laughs> so at his institute's global conference, Joe Sy, fellow billionaire, no doubt equally wonderful and ethical man, um, gave a talk on what he sees as uh, potentially on the horizon for Nets fans when they go to games. And he had four ideas for what, what we're going to be able to do. Each one scarier than the last, I'm sure. Uh, first one just is kind of fun. Sports betting from your seat on particular right. in-game scenarios. That's been, you know, as soon as New York State legalizes Sports betting, that will be happening on your phone. Yeah. Uh, next one, this is where things start to go, go get a little weird. Uh, the issuance of fan tokens, a right. cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whatever that could potentially mean. Next one Isn't, is, yeah, what's up? I, I think that they were saying that that could be used. I don't know if Josiah said this, but that idea has generally been used i think in like soccer pro soccer mm-hmm. fans can buy it and then they can they can have like a share that entitles them to some say in like minor team decision making so not like are we gonna sign this max player or something but like minor right trivial should things. they do parquet or or chevrolet court or something like that sure um okay next one is the purchase of nfts okay because really 
you can't be a, a visionary thought leader unless some no. something you're advocating can in some way relate to a non-fungible token. <laughs> you're right. If you're not if you're not saying that in at least every other sentence, <laughs> are you really a thought leader? Right. It has to include NFTs, DEIA, and eco-conscious. All... I do not know DEIA. D- oh, oh, diversity, equity, yes, uh, yeah, 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 inclusion. Yeah, or you know, some sort of like faux yes, social yeah. justice element. Right, right. NFTs and yeah, yeah, and of yeah. course environmental too. Of course, right. Um, as they rape and pillage the world for their <laughs> obscene, obscene levels of wealth. Right. Um, and then the final thing, and this is where we get very brave new worldy. Uh, Face the use of facial recognition to identify fans and Simon our interests as we enter the arena. Yeah, no, and I love in his quote about that. He's like, as long as, you know, as long as people are comfortable with the sec- with the like privacy aspect, right? Well, n- no one should be. I mean, what you've just described is getting an un- unbelievable amount of detailed sensitive information from people who just want to get like a soda right, right for seventeen dollars <laughs> just gonna take your face and then if that gets like hacked then you know god knows what what you can use your face to get into but one thing's for sure we'll know that you like soda right and uh <laughs> so he when asked you know how soon some of the, <laughs> this would this would be rolled out it's like oh don't worry this is way down the road like five years <laughs> and we're definitely not <laughs> using facial recognition now right we definitely are i like i would be shocked if they're not using oh it absolutely absolutely um so anyway that's that's our first ever trip simon that <laughs> to consumerism corner that, that was fun it was you know alarming but fun yeah 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 no it's it's you know it's it is exciting to you know hear about the uh what rich people are doing with their time and money uh going yeah. to going to pantries paying <laughs> paying like a third of my annual salary in a one month's rent and uh and talking with presidentially pardoned felons now turned philanthropists. William, do you know what it costs to get into the crown club? Uh, I don't. Do you? Okay. I don't know either. Okay. Yeah. We should look into it. Yeah. I, I could go for, you know, just a, a, a pregame cocktail at least. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Me too. I could, I would be very in for a pregame cocktail if it costs, you know, $10,000 a year. <laughs> um, all right. Very quickly, Simon, the headline of the week mm-hmm. from the New York Times. The Nets had a chance to win over New York. Now they'll try again. And then a quote from John Abamondi. You know him, our, chief, our CEO. Of course, yeah. We don't want to be just the most popular NBA team in New York City. Uh, is that all I have of the quote? <laughs> we don't want to be just the most popular team in New York City. That's all I have written. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's all we're going to know. Well, anyway, the point of the article was... <laughs> 
the Nets have a popularity problem. Yes. And are they going to fix it? We we talk about this all the time. We talked we talked a little bit about uh, the post Knicks game when they won in double overtime the other day, and just the yeah. infectious enthusiasm and rabidity of their fans. Like they are just, I mean, you know, they're kind of disgusting monsters, but they're also really, really, really into it, and there are a lot of them. And as a Nets fan who basically has no fellow fans i mean we sit in a fan section and i still feel like i know like four nets fans right exactly. Um, i think i know every one of those fans they <laughs> sit in that section right it's just not <laughs> a popular team do you think john abamondi is going to be able to make the nets the most popular team in new york city i i, I mean i no i don't um I think that – I mean we, we, we've talked about this and I, you hit on this better than I do, but I'll just briefly mention it and you can go into more depth. But one of the things is the things like the Crown Club are very obnoxious and very unnetsy. I feel like because the, the one thing that this team does have is like relatively affordable tickets and leaning into that and becoming like a working and middle class team – is like something you could really do and really take advantage of. Like that is definitely not the Knicks uh, MO. No. Um, the other thing is like, I do think that it's an interesting strategy to go for young fans, which, which I know they're, they're trying to do and we've talked about. So that's interesting. Like if you are in a city where people already have their loyalty to the Knicks or other sports teams that have been around longer, you could go for younger fans who don't have that same, uh, allegiance that seems smart although i don't know beyond that how you do that right maybe not make their parents pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> in concessions to go to the game right. right right exactly so i so i don't know i i just think they're you know i'm glad they have the block i'm glad that you know um tickets do seem to continue to be cheap i mean that's not a good sign if you're abenati but um but it's good for fans um but yeah there's just sort of a still like a very corporate soulless thing that's not unique to the nets certainly but it's like if you are going to try to stand out i don't think leaning into that corporate playground moneyed playground is like a good strategy right exactly the clover club crown club crown Crown. club mentality is not the way to court a young bastion of new nets fans i don't think yeah um all right simon let's do a quick ad read before we get to our mailbag and our fun segment okay fantastic um, all right, so let's see our ad read here. Simon, the NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. You've always said that. I have, yeah. Uh, new customers can bet just $5, that's right, $5, on any NBA team to win their game. And if they do... You win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster? And this is the part, no shade at the author. I love the author. This is the part that confuses me a little bit. 
Okay. The key to the victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet $5 on NBA team to win their game. Any NBA team to win their game. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and oh yeah, Washington? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just a... Is, that, a is it like PJ... Well, do you have five PJ Washingtons on your team? I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I we're don't supposed really... to insert Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. Yes, yeah. that's right. Make your roster Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn. Oh, and oh, yeah, Brooklyn, question mark. <laughs> sure. I'm totally confused by this, honestly. But I'm sure if you go to DraftKings.com. <laughs> It'll be really clear. It It'll be clear. Um, do you want me to do the uh, the bullets? You hammer the bullets for me. Oh, wait. What okay. voice are you going to do? I am going to read it in the voice of the legendary character actor, Peter Lorre. (laughs) (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new game, uh, with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Call the, I can't do it. Call the action. No, I can't do it. I can't. Okay, that was that was really good. But Thank now, you. Simon, I need to implore our listeners to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code TBPN, just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. They win, you win with promo code TBPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 in deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER and we are... Back, Simon. That was a real nice time. I it hope was. I hope if our listeners know what Washington, 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 <laughs> Washington means, uh, they'll let us know because I could sure use a couple hundred bucks in my wallet. Yeah, exactly. Who couldn't use two hundred dollars that you st- and you started with five? You start with five. You bet Washington five times, weirdly, and then you get two hundred dollars. So that's nice. That's real nice. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to start here with a mailbag, Simon, and then we'll do the fun segment. Or would you rather do fun segment than mailbag? Um, mailbag than fun segment. Okay. <clears throat> mailbag from IRL Jay-Z. Thanks for sending it in. We always like to hear from you. He writes, we are slowly entering something of a post-COVID era. People are back out in the world having dinner. We've got a bunch of new nets. You've been tasked with taking them out for a good meal in Brooklyn. Of the new guys, who are you two taking out for a meal on the town? And where are you going? What questions are you asking? Simon, I have asked you to pick the restaurant. And you chose a pretty unique spot, I have to say. Thanks. Uh, you chose a place called Carthage must be destroyed. Yes. Uh, it's a, a reference. I don't get, I'm counting on you to. Yes. It's <clears throat> a, uh, a Roman leader. I think his name was Cato said it. And it's essentially meant to imply, uh, the encouragement of total war. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
Carthage must be destroyed. Uh, sorry, I don't know the Latin on that one. That's okay. I know our listeners would love that. <clears throat> um, why did you pick Carthage must be destroyed? Interesting name for a restaurant. I agree. Extremely pretentious, but interesting. Yes, and I think you will find the menu to be similarly pretentious. Yes, it uh, appears to be just, I haven't really looked, but it appears to be a very expensive coffee shop. <laughs> Which, William, from where I'm that... sitting, is a weird choice for you to have made, but do explain to us why you made this choice. <laughs> Congratulations, you've ca- cracked the code of Carthage <laughs> Must Be Destroyed. That is exactly what it is. Um... So the reason I chose it is it is an Australian restaurant. Um, and there is no one I would rather take out of the new Nets. Um, and thank you. Yes, IRL, Jay-Z, you, you killed it again. Um, great question. Then Patty Mills. I'd love to take out Patty Mills, the man of the hour, the man from down under. Um, he says good day sometimes. It's very charming. Patty Mills. All right, I uh, want to I want to bring the two. I want to bring Dayron and Cam with us. Oh, great! Sure. And sure. then I think after dinner we should meet up with Harden and Blake Griffin. Sure, I, I think they might be red buttoning us. Maybe not Cam. Maybe not Cam. Blake will pick Cam. up the yeah yeah, yeah man, right yeah we'll get Cam to call Harden for the party vibes Griffin for the comedy vibes right we can be the the Jeds in the background exactly while Cam calls and then. We swoop in. Okay. Um, so what from this Aussie coffee shop are you most <laughs> excited about, Simon? What, what are you going to get to drink? It's Oh, here's something well, you might like. It's in Bushwick. Oh, yeah. Love that. It would just make me want to go to a place where I'm not paying $22 for a uh, piece of toast or $18 for a fruit plate. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Folks, look there's kidding. a Those bowl are... of porridge for $20. <laughs> a $20 bowl of porridge to me, Simon, is... Right. It's peasant food, it's right? It's gruel, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you eat it in a in a in a 18th century fable. You don't eat it <laughs> when you have a cho- when you have $20 to spend on food. You don't go get porridge. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I I don't know much about porridge, but I know it ain't a. Um, <laughs> don't know much food. about porridge. <laughs> Shit, I love this place. Okay, <laughs> so what are you uh, getting to drink? Because you can't. There's no alcohol, though they do oh. extremely obnoxiously. They have a Pim's cup without the Pim's. <laughs> Which means it's just ginger beer with mint and strawberry. I'm gonna get William. I'm gonna get the liquid llama, which is a single origin coffee blended with organic grass-fed butter, <laughs> coconut oil, grass-fed butter, coconut oil. All of those things are one item. Yeah, I guess it's sea salt, and I'm gonna get it warm the liquid llama i love alliteration and i hate the name liquid llama (laughs) it makes you think of like a a llama with diarrhea (laughs) 
Is it a uh, llama oozing shit out of its ass right now is what I'm thinking of. This, boy, Bushwick is really turning if this is the sort of restaurants they've got there now. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to get... Oh, my God. You can get still water. Still water, Simon, for $8. At what? Is it some kind of special water? No, it's just a large no, you're still right. water it's a large for $8. Still water. I'll get wow. that. I'll get that. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's like What do you think Patty is going to get? Cuz he's going to feel right at home cuz this is very <laughs> Aussie. <laughs> I think he might get the fruit plate. What no, what kind of drink is he getting? Oh, the drink. I uh, think he's going to get a biodynamic Earl Grey. Because biodynamic sounds kind of you know sporty, right? Exactly. Yeah, four right. four fifty. That's about half of what a still glass of water will cost you. Right. You're a, you're a sucker if you're getting that water. You are BYO water. <laughs> you you didn't think the the days of really really predatory privatization of water were here yet, but here we are. It's eight dollars for a glass. All right, what are you getting to eat? Okay, William, well, I'm going to start, and I do mean start. Yeah. With the breakfast salad. Mm. That's organic avocado, romaine sprouts, cucumber, fresh herbs. They hate punctuation. No, I know. I have no idea where to stop and start. That's exactly right. Lemon and extra virgin olive oil. Um, oh, and I'm you have to. <laughs> yeah. It's best eaten with hands, <laughs> but I think you'll simultaneously be very judged by the surely very wealthy, very, you know, well-to-do old money folks that are eating here. If you eat with your hands? Yeah. Yeah, plus your hands would then have lots of extra virgin olive oil on them, which... Right. It's... Yeah, I just don't... <laughs> I love the, like, yeah, just go wild. Go crazy with this. This is a fun place. Give me $8 for the water. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a kid can be a kid here. All right, I'm going to get... What are you going to get for your main? Oh, it for me, it's it's very easy. Um, <laughs> it's It's got to be... The, um, where the fuck is it? Now I can't find it. Oh, um, I had curry for breakfast, $39. It's fragrant yellowfish curry with market fresh wild halibut, broccoli, carrot, onion, organic. Do you think they just didn't have the, um, a comma, comma key working on their, I think, I think that. If if you're paying thirty nine dollars <laughs> for this piece of fucking fish, fish, then they're like you're 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 gonna fake it till you make it. You're just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where the commas are supposed to be. Right, exactly. I'm a yeah. guy who can spend thirty nine dollars on a fucking breakfast item. Exactly. If you have to ask, you've revealed yourself as a very new money simpleton. Exactly. Um, some sort of tech tech billionaire. Coconut milk, ginger, chili, coriander, and basil served on steamed um, organic basmati rice or vermicelli rice noodle. I will get it on the rice noodle. 
Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to get, Simon, Summer on Toast for $25. Oh, come on. Spend a little, buddy. It's marinated goat's feta, organic heirloom tomato, torn basil, chili flakes, and lime. That's, that's it? That, Simon, is $25. I'm just glad I was spared being given instructions on how I was supposed to eat it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, William, I don't want to say that my curry fish is a good deal. No. But I, I, I got to tell you, I would spend the extra 14 to get an actual, like, course as opposed to a glorified side salad for $25. <laughs> You're already paying $8 for water. No, I know. I'm out big on this one. You're spending $33 on salad and water. Well, you haven't heard what I'm getting for dessert. Oh, that's true. I am going to be getting, Simon, grass-fed organic yogurt, spelled Y-O-G-H-U-R-T. Yeah, why is that? With fresh fruit for $10. Mm. I don't like yogurt. I do like fresh fruit. (laughs) I don't know what grass-fed... I mean, I guess I can figure out what grass-fed yogurt means. Yeah, the cow was yeah, grass-fed. The, the cow yeah. was grass-fed while it was being tortured. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I will get the grass-fed organic cream with fresh yogurt. <laughs> Although... And what will Patty be enjoying? <laughs> Our guest... Patty, maybe the coconut dark chocolate caramel slice? Yeah, that Ooh. sounds like Patty through and through. That sounds like Patty slice through Slice of through. what? If you have to ask, Simon, you they won't even serve it to you. Is it a slice of caramel? I guess coconut, the dark, the coconut dark chocolate caramel slice. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a punctuation missing again. <laughs> I think there's just a full words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, a slice of pie, cake, right? Brownie, cookie. Yeah. Well, luckily we don't have to worry about that because we're getting cream and fruit. Yeah, we're getting cre- <laughs> grass-fed <laughs> yogurt and cream. Uh. All right, what do you think we learned about Patty Mills on our on our day out? Is he into uh, Bushwick? I could see Patty being into Bushwick. Yeah, I definitely. Bush, I could see Bushwick being very into Patty. You know, okay, so when I think about Patty Mills, yeah. I think like, okay, he's an older, savvy vet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's like an old guy on the team. He's probably not a party boy. If we went out with Patty Mills, we would be older than Patty Mills. Oh, I know it. I know it. That doesn't yeah. feel great. No. So this this meal, in, in spite of uh, loving my grass-fed yogurt, <laughs> has taken a dark turn when I realized that I was imagining being out with an older gentleman when in reality we will be the wizened old people at the table. Right, exactly. Com- complaining about why we didn't get our fork with our... Um salad we were supposed to eat with our hands right because i was like okay and after in bushwick we could like take him out and we could maybe get him to do some fun cool stuff go to some bars show him what like the kids are up to but he's the kids yeah 
he's closer to the kids. He's close. He's yes. He's he's more. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, thanks for the question. That was great. That was yeah, really fun. We need we we love we love any excuse to talk about our other passion, our other non-nets passion, which is menus. Yeah. Particularly of coffee shops. The last two you've recommended, the Van Gogh's Ear and then this place, <laughs> yeah, right. have both been cafes. <laughs> uh, Park Slope has changed you, bro. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm not paying for a, a carafe of water. I don't know you know whether it's good <laughs> all right well let's turn now to our final fun segment simon um you wrote maybe something about whittling something down to almost nothing in reference to the build back better act so if you think about all the net strengths how quickly can you eliminate those strengths one by one until the team is no longer any good so you know you might have thought price controls on pharmaceuticals were cool yeah, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> you might have thought universal pre-K was good. Don't think so, buddy. <laughs> Let's cap spending for childcare at seven percent. I say we means test it till basically nobody can get it. Exactly. Uh, student loan forgiveness. How about pile on some more debt for those fucking no good young debtors? <laughs> uh, anyway, this is obviously in reference to the $3.5 billion bill that um, everyone really seems to be feverishly trying to uh, gut into complete meaninglessness. It wa- it didn't go far enough in its $3.5 trillion version, and whatever version they eventually end on will, will surely not begin to address any of the myriad social ills that uh, our, our society is plagued by. But Simon, why did you want to talk about this, uh, this issue? Oh uh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's everyone's talking about it. Um, it's a big, um, it's a big uh, political deal. And uh, we are, if nothing else, a profoundly political podcast. That's right. Um, all right. Do you have a, a first, first, or what, what, what are your suggestions here for, for doing what they're about to do to this bill to the nets? I have, okay. I have two. Okay, great, great, great. So <clears throat> to me, this, and I kind of didn't really, ex- I didn't exactly follow my own rules here. Uh, yeah. so no worries if you, you did or didn't, you won't get, um, criticism from me. Um, but I so to start with, I will say that Harden to me, James Harden, is the climate change provisions in the bill. Now that is to say that those climate change provisions are not adequate for uh, the challenge ahead, not even close to 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 staving off um, climate destroying uh, or world destroying. Um, weather catastrophes and and climate catastrophes but without them i mean give me a damn break like it's just if if the democrats control the the congress and the white house and we've been told over and over and over again that democrats are the key to climate change if you don't care about anything else you should care about climate change and republicans don't care about that 
And, you know, just to stave off societal collapse, you need to vote for Democrats. If you don't get any climate change provisions in there, which it seems very possible, given uh, Manchin and I'm sure others behind the scenes, uh, dislike of those things, just give me a break. Similarly, Harden, come on. Without Harden, you, I mean, KD, it's a chance, but like, you know, he he's a really, especially without Kyrie, really important part of this. Okay. Yeah, I, I took a slightly different approach, but I like that approach too. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what's your other one? Or do you have another one? Uh, I have another one, which is Kevin Durant is Bernie Sanders. And here's why. Uh, because without Kevin Durant, you'd never get anything, right? You'd never, you would never have James Harden. You would never have all of the vets that signed for minimum deals. Um, you wouldn't have Steve Nash. You wouldn't have like, he is the straw that serves the drink. And to me, without Bernie Sanders, two runs for the presidency, but massively shifting the sort of way we talk about what government should be and could be like you won't even you wouldn't even be having a discussion about something that could at least in theory be beneficial to people yeah he he has it is it is wild to think about the the days when the best you could hope for in the democratic party was uh like a, a john Kerry or or john edwards right john edwards right. mentioned poor people like one time and <laughs> now at least a few of them are saying things like yeah maybe we should have universal health care maybe uh, we should do something meaningful about uh about the environment climate change but right uh, so we have come a long way, and yes, so much, much credit goes to old Uncle Bernie. Um, all right, I, I went about it like this, Simon. I wanted to think of, of of this bill as similar to, like, our salary cap, right? And, okay. like, if you're a team that's hyper-concerned about salary cap, oh, yeah. it's similar to being hyper-concerned about a price tag to, like, construct a livable society. Right. You're just right. like, oh, no, we could never do that. We could never do that. Sure. We need another 18 trillion to continue indefinitely wars in the Middle East. Sure, we have that. We can never do anything that could make this livable. Same with like with uh, with the salary cap. Oh, we could never. Joe Sy could never afford, you know, 80 million in in uh, luxury tax, whereas he could afford to buy like eight more sports teams throughout the world. Right. Um, so I think so the, the way I went about it, the quickest way to help us get under the salary cap that would absolutely ruin this team is to just um, cut Kevin Durant, wave him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He gets injured. We wave him. That saves you about 40 million a year. And automatically we have no hope of winning a, a championship right there. But. The other great thing that comes with all these conversations about bills like this are the people that go, how are we going to pay for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, you know, they're hand wringing, you know, you're trying to raise our taxes, you blah, 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 blah. Um, you're just wantonly spending on totally unnecessary. Of course, we want those things, but we could never afford it. So in the question, how are we going to pay for this? It's simple, Simon. Uh, how are we going to pay for the, the luxury tax in the next case? Um, we just need to start charging more for concessions. <laughs> so 
Instead of $15 for a Coors Light, why not 35 And for a little more of those sweet, sweet savings, why are we giving away 16-ounce cans when they make 12-ounce cans? Right, right. So jack up the prices, reduce the services, and we can all... It's something that I'm pretty confident Cinema and Mansion will be behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a very who are you a big Who are you a bigger fan of, Mansion or Cinema? Oh, definitely uh, Mansion. And don't come at me. This is not about their gender. Uh, but I think... And this is true, William. You're getting my real honest take about Joe Manchin here. While he is an unbelievable corporatist, like, nakedly corrupt pile of garbage, uh, he is kind of charming in, like, a, a like, one-on-one interaction. Like, the way that he, like, goes out and, like, when people were protesting outside of his yacht. Um, <laughs> like, he, like, came, which, again... You just you peel any layer of it that guy. It tells you like, all oh, you need to gosh. know. He's he's a yacht owner. Yeah, exactly. But he comes out and he's like, "Hi, folks. You know, you know, appreciate you. You know, showing your passion. I, I, you know, like he has a like back and forth. He's always like able to. He like makes sure to publicize and do these like meetings, right? Like you'll hear like, oh, he met with like the poor people's campaign. Oh, he met with the um." climate activists or whatever and so he like cultivates this image of like well you know i'm listening i'm you know taking all the all the different um perspectives into in uh into you know account but like whereas cinema just like hides and doesn't say anything and then holds like high dollar fundraisers right uh and she used to be a leftist right Back right. Yes, yeah, she. Yes, yeah, she was the um, chair of uh, Ralph Nader's campaign in Arizona. Oh, so so she's why George Bush was elected. Ex- yes, she is, and so so many other bad things. <laughs> she's why Nader siphoned off point zero eight percent of the electorate <laughs> that year. Yes, and allowed Gore to, though he still won Florida, right? Not win Florida, <laughs> right? She appointed the Supreme Court to decided <laughs> that election, <laughs> and Ralph Nader and Jill Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Simon. Before we go, I have got to know what do you think about the uh, NBA top seventy-five coming out and two nets being on it. Oh, thanks for the question. Love it. Um, very, very uh, happy to see it. Um, do you have a um, a person or persons that you were most disappointed didn't make it? Thought you, that thought, thought should make it. Uh, you mean snub? Yeah, who was snubbed? Uh, Kyrie Irving, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Brown. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really care uh-huh. uh enough to say like i don't i guess i'm i i hear that dwight seems like yeah. the biggest snub right uh i'm not gonna say i i feel that strongly about dwight getting in or not yeah totally do fair. you do you have a a snub or you have vince carter or I, T-Mac? I have two points so yes so first the vince carter thing is and i do not have an empirical case for you because i don't know what his stats are i don't but i will just say from a 
from a nostalgia yeah feeling, like cultural impact it, exactly and and vince carter was like at his peak when i was like i don't know 14 or 15 or something very interested in basketball and like i just remember him being like it was like him and kobe were the two sort of competing faces of the nba so for him to not be on there strikes me as a little bit weird but i'm sure they're empirical and and reason reasons for that yeah no i think i feel like for sure from like a he feels kind of like a dominique wilkins type figure you know yeah. maybe maybe didn't have the winning or even necessarily the stats but he was just such a massive figure in the, uh, in the league for such a period of time that yeah maybe a case could have been made uh, but pretty cool that we got two guys on there that are playing yeah, today um, yeah. and still kind of in their prime ish or late, late prime. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it has been great talking with you. Uh, would you encourage people to uh, contact us? Yes, please get in touch. IRL Jay-Z did it. You can too. It's maybe next time at gmail.com or on Twitter at maybe next time or on Instagram at maybe next time. And please leave us five star reviews. Um, they are very much appreciated. Sometimes I will read the five stars when I'm feeling uh, down and they make me feel a little bit better about my uh, dumpster fire of a life. <laughs> and with that folks, we'll go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. Together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed, and in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.